Welcome to this week's episode of The Modern Good. I'm your host, Busy Gold. Conscious construction starts right now. I know you hear from jaded adults that your childhood years are the best of your life, but that simply isn't true. They'll say, oh, just wait until you're an adult. You'll have bills to pay and you'll have to be responsible for other people. Well, I'm here to set the record straight. There is nothing harder than being a kid. Scratch that. There's nothing harder than being a kid in 2022. You have no control over what you say and do. You're at your parents' disposal to do, think, and feel whatever it is that they want you to. Or you feel forgotten, lost, unloved, or discarded. Your parents can't stop scrolling social media, or they constantly let you down with their lack of follow-through. Your entire life might feel like an afterthought. You probably feel misunderstood, unwanted, or like an outcast. And sometimes that remains until you find your friend group. For many of you, this is where it feels like you finally get a taste of freedom. Away from your family, you can think what you want, play with different ways to express your personality, to play with your fashion and your clothing, and take steps to expressing your independence. In the 90s and 2000s, the peer pressure was centered around drugs, alcohol, partying, skipping school, and dressing in rebellious ways. Today, you live in a world that is very different. Right when you're trying to sort out who you are, how you feel, and who you want to become, you're presented with people in your peer group self-harming, talking about suicide, identifying as trans or non-binary, latching on to political ideologies you can't possibly even understand, yet all in the name of fitting in with your friends. Our culture has shifted so rapidly to normalizing our mental health crisis that you don't currently stand a chance of being able to bypass it entirely. Even if you get through personally unaffected, you're statistically likely to be surrounded by peers who have been struggling. In the U.S., suicide is the leading cause of death between ages 15 and 24. Women are twice as likely to try and commit suicide, and men are the most likely to succeed. In the entire teen population in the U.S., about 17% self-injure. Rates of trans and non-binary identity has increased far beyond any natural growth curve. As a child or teen, you might not be in a position to wonder why. You're so busy trying to fit in, not upset or set off parents, and do your best to quite literally survive your childhood. How could you possibly care to think critically? You are, after all, living it, not reading about it. It has invaded every corner of your life, 
from magazines and music to videos and fashion and all of the makeup trends. It's all over social media, and many of your parents, either out of ignorance, denial, or fear of being canceled, are supporting this attack on your life with their choices, or their silence and support. In an attempt to destigmatize mental health issues, we began normalizing really severe personality disorders and psychological symptom patterns. These disorders, which should have been treated as such, are now left unchecked, and being mentally unwell, suicidal, or traumatized has actually become a new way to fit in with your peers and with the culture. If you're a child or teen and you're watching or listening to this, I won't stop fighting for you. You can't see it right now because it's subtly invaded your entire reality over time as if to appear completely normal. None of this is normal. Being locked down in your home without being able to go to school, that's not normal. Having most of your friends experiment with self-injury before 17 isn't normal. You don't need to be in a mental health crisis to fit in. Or do you? If you're honest with yourself, does it make it easier to fit in if you lean into the parts of your life that are fraught with struggle? Does it make you feel empowered to act out and join a movement that is emboldened to look to educators and activists instead of family? I'm sure it does. Even if your childhood was great, it's still pretty easy to feel oppressed. Even if you grew up with all of your basic needs being met, you still have to deal with your parents' seemingly irrational disciplinary methodologies or emotional communication style. I get it. This is what I do for a living. I'm sure it can feel like your parents don't understand you or like they're trying to control your every move. Many of you have been cycling through these victim-oppressor narratives with your parents, arguably since age two or three. A fight that takes place when you're 15 really started when you were just a young child. I know this might be hard to believe, but I see it every day of my life working with kids and teens. If it's any consolation, most of your parents really feel they're doing the right thing. Even if it feels like they're trying to ruin your lives, make you feel unloved or unwanted, they're really just acting out of their own childhood wounds. It's affecting how they deal with you, how they see you, how they communicate with you. And I'm not excusing their behavior. I'm simply telling you that most of them have no idea how their communication style or level of reactivity impacts your brain. And your brain is trying to grow into adulthood. I'm not even here asking that you forgive them. I'm here asking you to see the opportunity in front of you to break the generational pattern. Your parent might not have known better, but you can. Your parent might have put you in a chaotic or unstable situation but you actually can learn how to oppose this pattern. You can rewrite your entire story. But I'll tell you right now, 
You cannot break these generational chains if you keep letting your wounds guide your behavior and actions. When you do this, you become a really easy target for an agenda that does not have your best interests at heart. When you're operating in this reactive hurt and pain, it becomes really easy to alter your perception of reality. You're trained from a young age to deny your own senses, to stop seeing what's right in front of you. You're programmed to apply the label racist or bigot or transphobic to any experience that doesn't strictly uphold the doctrine of the hour. In many ways, your experience has been that of a cult, brainwashing you to deny and mislabel most of the experiences that you have. I'm here to tell you there is a way out. It's not bigoted to acknowledge that small feeling that something just isn't quite right. Most of you have had these moments, few or plentiful, where you couldn't quite shake the feeling that something is not quite right. You've just been indoctrinated to be unable to properly describe what it is that you're feeling. Back in my days, in the late 90s and early 2000s, sexual peer pressure existed in the form of overt, easy to recognize and label acts. Now, for example, you're living in a world where sexual peer pressure crept up on you so early and so insidiously that you actually think it's empowering. Your generation is the first to truly break out of being human trafficked by pimps. Sadly, your generation self-traffics. You crave the attention you're not getting from distracted or unaware parents, and you actually pimp yourself online. You send nudes, engage in sex acts, and identify with sexuality labels that your predecessors wouldn't have ever dreamed of. And it's not progressive or empowering. It's actually destroying your ability to engage in committed relationships, form proper attachments, and align with your human instinctive drive to have children. And I know, I know, I sound like a climate denier because I'm suggesting it's a good thing to have babies, but hear me out. Having children changes you forever. It's a rite of passage that is critical to your emotional growth. Sure, having babies when you aren't ready comes with its own set of negative outcomes, and we can leave that for another monologue. For now, being trained to believe that what is biologically informed in every aspect of your DNA is somehow uncool, anti-environment, or puritanical is straight-up satanic. Yep. I said satanic. And no matter how you slice it, if you really dissect what's going on right now, it's the only real label that makes sense. The powers that be are trying to indoctrinate, coerce, or cancel you into compliance in all of the following ways. Self-hatred for experiences you're being trained are fact. Aligning with the importance of starting a family and engaging in long-term committed relationships. Monogamy, uncool, backward, outdated belief systems, 
You're also trained to see your parents, family, or any intentionally crafted moral code as bigoted, racist, or oppressive. You're being told to stop being able to identify yourself without confusion and some level of praise or validation seeking for being trans or non-binary. You're trained to see hypersexuality as empowering rather than a trauma response, which it is. To see gender-affirming therapy as a way out of the discomfort of being a pubescent teen, not taking into consideration the long-term side effects, and in many cases, permanent damage to your ability to conceive. You're trained to see self-injury as a soothing practice that is now widely accepted and in fact sometimes assisted and observed by adults. You're being gaslighted. You're being gaslighted into turning on the world. You're being manipulated into seeing life from an incredibly agenda-influenced lens. I know it's hard to see because it's been done to you intentionally, piece by piece, in a slow, sequential drip. You are being lied to. Being a teenager sucks. And maybe not for everyone, but for most of the successful, driven, and yes, very happy adults that I know, myself included, my teenage years were dark, lonely, and incredibly confusing. I leaned into risk-seeking behaviors and often felt there was no point or purpose to this life. That was before all of this started. When I'm working with teen girls, I often try to imagine how I would have fared in today's world. Well, I'm going to tell you, I would have been just like you. I was a tomboy through and through. In today's world, I surely would have been susceptible to the trans-oriented agenda. I had terrible anxiety, was in therapy, and was genuinely disconnected from my sense of identity. The only way I could fit in was to hang out with kids who went to raves and did drugs and partied. Everyone else rejected me. I'm not writing this from some puritanical view, chastising any of you for how you see the world. I'm here trying to pull back the curtain and reveal the sinister agenda for your soul, your spirit, and your identity. I will tell you, everything changed for me one night when I went to sleep and I awoke from what felt like a lifetime in a dream. It was, to this day, the most vivid dream I've ever had. I was 17, and in my dream, I gave birth to a daughter. This was hard to stomach at first because I genuinely believed at that time I would never want to be a mother. The dream progressed on seemingly in real time for five years. I knew my daughter for five years, and when I woke up, I was devastated. I couldn't understand what was happening. How had I just experienced my daughter Sarai grow up for five years And now I was back in this room, in this 17-year-old body, in this dark world, isolated, alone, and crippled by anxiety attacks. I spent the entire day crying. I couldn't get out of bed. I felt like someone had stolen my child from me. It was one of the hardest days of my life. I genuinely believe God gave me that experience as a gift. 
It lit a small flame in me that made me realize there was something on this other side of this dark, isolating experience and that life was worth fighting for. I really want to light that flame for you. The world is a dark place, but you don't have to succumb to the darkness. It isn't empowering to lean into the worst aspects of our society and claim them intentionally to take your power back. You're being called to be a light in a dark world. Even though parts of your life might feel hopeless or meaningless now, there will come a time when it shifts and you break through. But you can't let yourself be broken by this world first. You can't keep harming your body with cutting, burning, drugs, risky sexual behaviors, hormonal interventions, sex change surgeries, and a cascade of pharmaceuticals that treat your symptoms and the symptoms of your symptoms and the symptoms after that. You have to find a moment to pause and ask yourself, does any of this really make any sense? Am I living in a world where intrusive thoughts and priming are hijacking my reality and my ability to see anything objectively? Am I being indoctrinated to stop thinking critically? Yes. And I believe with my whole heart that if you're somehow here watching this, you're being given a second chance, a do-over, to stand up and start asking questions. You're not alone. Curiosity has been silenced and shut down by 2022. And if I can make one request of you today, it's stay curious. Ask questions. Don't be so quick to accept someone's answer uncritically. Reach out to people who have other perspectives. Ask for help from someone outside of the indoctrinated system. It will change your life for the rest of your life. Until then, I'm here. I understand what you're going through, and I hope that you see that none of this comes from judgment. My hope is that this video will stand in place of the dream that once changed me. You are worth fighting for, and whether it feels like it or not right now, humanity is also worth fighting for. Life can be challenging, but it can also bring you deep purpose and fulfillment. That's nearly impossible for you to find as a child or a teen in any scenario, but 2022 has intentionally weaponized this. You have to fight back. We have to fight back. I'm here for you. Reach out if you want to talk or if you need resources or your parents need help unwinding and sorting through some of this. Mental health issues are common, but they're not normal. You don't need to lean into and align with what's going wrong. You can and should prioritize the work to rewire so you can live your days free from the only true oppression, the agenda to destroy your humanity. I love you. I believe you're here for a reason. Let's get to work. Hey everybody, so 
I just got done filming my open letter to kids in 2022, and I wanted to leave you with a few closing thoughts. I think for some of you listening from the adult perspective, might simply be left with that feeling heartbroken for this generation, and certainly that's valid. I think my intention behind making it isn't just to focus on or dwell on that which is broken. I want to help this generation overcome, learn to see what's actually right in front of them, and be equipped with skills and tools to navigate into the future. So if you're an adult watching this episode, this might be a great opportunity to share it with your child or to share it with a friend or family's child. If you feel like it will relate to the place where that child is currently stuck, give it a try. I currently work with teens ages about 13 to 18 on average. And I truly believe that everything I just said in that open letter is addressed and prevalent in every one of these kids' lives. So if we take a look at what's really happening here, of course, not every teen or child is coming from a severe trauma or abuse background. Honestly, in today's society, that doesn't matter. Every kid is susceptible to this. And I tried to make mention in the open letter that For some of your kids, they quite literally feel rejected and abandoned by you scrolling on social media. So I also have the hope here that perhaps you as an adult listening to this episode takes accountability for perhaps some of the ways you've contributed to this experience for your children. When I work with parents and children, it often can take a while for the parents to really see how their emotional responses and their choices and their communication styles have drastically impacted the ability for your child to be susceptible to this. So if you're listening to this or watching this episode, this is a great opportunity for you to really dig in and take some radical personal responsibility. I'm no different. This is something that I constantly have to look at honestly in myself. At the end of every week, I'll sit with myself and say, hey, did I nail this and stick the landing or have I been glued to my phone? Have I been constantly saying, yes, I'll take care of that to my kids and then letting them down? We're so quick to be focused on things in our society that seem like these big, oppressive, obvious traumas when the reality is that repetitively telling your child that you'll take care of something only to not actually do it, much more likely to cause this wound. Not ever having time for your kids without being on your phone, much more likely to cause this wound. Constantly having fight and strife in your house and not ever giving your kids a chance to really truly understand from an age-appropriate lens what's actually going on. These are all the culprits to the underlying factors that predispose your kids to be taken advantage of this agenda. So I truly believe if you're here listening to this or watching this now, none of you are exempt. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, well, I send my kid to this kind of school or I've really kept them shielded from this. I encourage you not to be naive right now. Sure, my kids go to an epic private school on a ranch 
that's basically like a farm learning school. So are they necessarily going to be getting hit with this agenda overtly at school? Of course not. But my 12-year-old daughter still has a phone and still goes on Pinterest. And you better believe she's getting it there. So if you are keeping your child hidden away from the outside world, I'm here to tell you right now, that's going to come with its own set of rebellion and trauma wounds. So your best bet is teach your children how to navigate through this and anchor into their sovereign identity in the world, but not be of the world. That is ultimately the only way to get through this. If we were to look at this like a video game, right? You have the ability to give your kids this superpower to be like, listen, this is what's going to happen in this game. These are the things that you can't be distracted by. This is how you overcome. This is a strategy or a toolkit to navigate through this part without getting sucked in. We have this opportunity right now to help our children not get sucked in and to actually learn how to stand against the system and label it for what it is. So I truly hope that you take this episode either to heart as an adult and take a look at your own behavior and how you're contributing to some of these wounds that are able to be corrupted by this agenda. And also, again, if you have kids or know of kids and teens that are struggling with this, this might make them feel seen and understood and hopefully shine a flashlight at the end of the tunnel and let them know that there is something worth fighting for. I do believe that in our society, we are really quick to kind of like flippantly be like, oh, childhood's so easy. I genuinely think it's the hardest time ever. I was just telling my coworkers this morning, I don't think there's any amount of money you could pay me to go back to childhood. Worst years of my life. Teen years, worst years of my life. Your kids, when they say they're struggling, believe them. Don't just minimize it and be like, well, you don't know what it's like for me. I've got all these bills. I've got all this responsibility. Listen, maybe this is just my abandoned hold it all together talking, but I will take bills and responsibility any day over having to just bend to the whim of chaotic parents. Any day. Not even a close call. And from working with teens day in, day out, this is true for most teens. It's very common for a teen that might present as disruptive or angry to actually be acting out of protective reflex and actually trying to survive by being the boss of their own life. That might not make any sense to you now, but when I talk to kids about this when we're working together, they honestly look at me and they go, thank you, I think someone finally understands me. And I'm not saying... Let's all just disrespect and talk back to our parents. There's a very specific way out of this whole game. But to automatically label a child's disrespect or backtalk in a way that is somehow personal attacking you instead of realizing that that is an output of an input you as a parent gave them, it's a huge miss. So if that's something that you're willing to take responsibility for, willing to look into a little bit more you know where to find me breakmethod.com you can hit us up on instagram at breakmethod we do parent child programs that run four times a year we also do work for individuals and couples 
I just really think at this point in your life, if you are repeating any negatively perceived cycle, you owe it to yourself to figure out why it's happening and not just become aware of it, but actually change it for good. We are in this society right now where we've kind of all just become very aware a-holes. At Break Method, we want to actually help you change things and be the generational pattern breaker. So I hope that you share this episode with anyone that needs it, that you allow some time to reflect and hopefully take some radical personal responsibility and let's go save the world. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of The Modern Good. For more information on Break Method, head over to breakmethod.com. And to check out my workshop and teaching schedule, busygold.com. I'll see you next week.